Welcome back to this week's edition of Men of the Machine. I'm Kevin. I'm Craig. And we are doing Sand Men of the Machine Part 2. Part 2. Part 2. Yeah, Part Although, I don't know what I goofed, all right? You don't goofed. Two things. One, this is not a call out. I'm not sandbagging you here. But a very respected and loyal listener to the show said that last time we did this, there was a lot of clicking Mm. on the table. And I think it was mostly me because I had my glass of water that I kept like <laughs> setting up and down. And since we're recording here on my computer, I have an actual software tool for D-click and D-hum to turn that kind of shit off. Mm. But we're just using Audacity, so be aware of the clickety clacky. Clickety clack. Yes, just just don't overanalyze. Just I I want to respect. Yeah, yeah. I, I want to respect. I feel like when we're scrolling with the mouse though here, but they can fucking deal. Yeah. I just wanted I wanted him to know I'm addressing it. It was legit. Jake, wasn't it? No, it no, was no, no, it wasn't Jake. <laughs> I want him to know I'm addressing it. I'm legit looking for you, Jake. And not doing it behind the scenes and being like, "Hey, go fuck yourself. I didn't change anything." You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah. You always got you got to save face. It's like. Are you sure it wasn't Jake? It's like in Letterkenny when they're doing a charitable act and Wayne thinks you just do it to be a good person and everyone else is like, no, if if there's no picture, then there's no point in doing the act. So that's... And number two, I promised I was going to name the last episode Enter Sandman because it would have been perfect because we're starting a whole slew of episodes and I even referenced Metallica and it would have set up, because now I could have done Sandmen of the Machine for episode two and kept the clever names going, but I kind of locked myself in a box, because if I call this one Enter Sandman, people might think it's the first one, but it's not. It's the second. So, I, I apologize. Yeah. I would have just been really unoriginal and just been Sandman of the Machine 2, Electric Boogaloo. Oh, oh that's actually great. Yeah. That's actually wonderful. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm totally into that. Uh, but so, to... Yeah, we're beating a dead horse here, but this is the second trade of Sandman that we're gonna discuss. Is that the technical term, trade? Yes. That's when so, it's like, okay, many issues are bound in a volume. Yes, this is a whole thing. So, a trade paperback is a collection of issues released in one format. A graphic novel is fuckery, <laughs> and the reason being, in the eighties. Uh, I can't remember if it was specifically DC or if they just really jumped on it harder than everyone else. They decided to call them graphic novels to pull away from the stigma that comics were for kids. So that way Watchmen and The Dark Knight Returns and all of these like grittier comics were marketed towards adults to grittier, you know, like, hey, this isn't like fucking... Don't let little Timmy read this. Yeah, this this isn't Calvin and Hobbes anymore. Like, we're making real shit. And so... There's a lot of comic artists like Alan Moore who resent the term graphic novel. They're like, no, we write comics. Comic is not a bad term. It doesn't mean this is only for little baby little sweeties. This is a fucking, it's a comic book. Like, call it what it is. So that's why things like Watchmen, not a graphic novel, that's a trade. Because it came out weekly or monthly or actually it got delayed a bunch. It came out in 12 separate issues. Yep. Versus something like, let's say, Mouse. Have you ever heard of Mouse? Uh, is that the one about uh, the Holocaust, but the people are mice? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've read that. It's all in anime. That's a graphic novel, technically. Like, that was released as a graphic novel. It wasn't... You know what I mean? So you see yeah. what I'm saying? Like, this is trade because of... It was released in issues, and this is volume number two. But also, to not confuse other people, 
the re-releases. So like they did Sandman one in v- trades and volumes one through ten, and then they re-released them as ultimate editions or some shit like that one through six. Um, with just more issues per trade. Yeah. And then they released the omnibus, and I think there's only two, because they were able to fit like forty issues in a single wow. omnibus. That's a lot. And so it's kind of hard to say we're on which volume we're on because this but this is the original printings one through ten we're on the second trade of yep. that called do you remember what it was called Ooh. the first one's preludes and nocturnes this one's called such and such and such i'll pull it up yeah keep, we'll keep it going we'll okay keep it going but uh yeah for well the first issue of this trade is actually just the same issue as the final one from first trade oh okay so this is a good point i i was not aware of that because you read it via the actual paper book i gave you yes and because i gave you it i'm reading it on my ipad and because of the website i use i don't read it in trade form i read it in issue form yep so i just started right with what I, like i went right into the next story arc i didn't re re repeat repeat pete yeah i didn't repeat pete the same ep- uh issue that you did yeah so uh the uh, on on wings i think it was called either way we already covered that last time so we're gonna it's st- where death goes around and carries people yep. to the great beyond and morpheus is all oh i'm all sad because i don't have a purpose wait anymore. i had two issues of the second trade i gave you dj has one where's the other one we can i'll no. have the paper copy and flip through it uh no you, there's two versions of uh, volume three in dreamlands uh, or whatever that's how they get you yeah. all right so i found the collected editions here all right so we got this it was released. Preludes and Nocturnes. This one is called The Doll's House. Oh, yes. The Should Doll's House. Should have known that. That's yeah. the whole fucking arc, baby. We it totally is. glossed it. It's the entire arc. God dang it. Let me read the... Uh, is it okay if I read the synopsis before? Oh, yeah, we, go that ahead. way we can kind of move through the issues because yeah. I've found... This is just me. Hold on. Sidebar. Right? Sidebar. Do you respect sidebar? Do you, you, you res- Some people don't respect sidebar. Yeah. So we'll come right back. It's like not respecting the players' meeting. <laughs> Fuck those guys. Oh, yeah. this is embarrassing. <laughs> We're going to institute fines for not respecting sidebars uh, in these groups. And no stepping on the logo. So, no stepping on the logo. Right? Hey, are you good at g- graphic artistry? Or know anyone who is good at graphic artistry? Like computer graphic artistry? Oh, like, oh yeah, I, I know like uh, one or two people. Why? I, I want a new logo. And I've reached out to like three people. And everyone's just been like sleeping on their laurels. Which... That I'm not. That's not to say I expect anyone to do this, but I'm just like, I, I want one. Yeah, I could. Uh, I could uh, ask my buddy Jim. He's we'll put a... out feelers. Okay. Maybe I'll use a different one all the time. Maybe I'll switch it up. Because hmm. my buddy Kevin is going to be making me one, and I'm really. But you're no, Kevin. No, I know, I know. <laughs> Classic misconception. I'm not the only one. What? I, oh. <laughs> you're telling me I'm just the only one who spells it with a Q U at the beginning. <laughs> that's all. That's all. Well, uh, I sure do love fishing I in fucking Quebec. Hate Quebec. <laughs> um, so he's making one, and I'm the most excited for his because I really like. Did I ever show you the? the cover they use for theirs no oh it's great so anyways that's not the sidebar sorry oh. that's what what was my sidebar what did we say oh i don't well hold on the side what were we saying that led me to my sidebar well we were talking about the different issues in volume in uh trade two said i was gonna read the summer oh that's what i was gonna say oh yeah the summer so sometimes when we do these review episodes like the halloween and july ones were really well because we were all just kind of like fucking with each other and uh that was really fun. But sometimes these uh, review episodes that we do, they're super fun for me to talk back and like re-refreshing my mind, but I feel like they come off dry. 
I've been I've been told they don't. Jake loves them all because Jake is our biggest fan ever, regardless of oh, what he yeah. says. So was Jake? Yeah. No, 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 no. That wasn't, it wasn't Jake. It was a similar J. Oh. But uh, actually, have you ever met uh, Jeff? Jeff Stone, my best friend in the whole wide world. No. Ah, he's so good. Well, he's the one who told me. Okay. So. I'm Fuck still him. gonna blame Jake. Yeah, I'm sandbag. Yeah, well, obviously, he's always got to nitpick something. Um, so I was just saying, like, we can talk more naturally like get the summary out there and then talk about the shit we liked yeah you know what i mean okay yeah because going issue to issue is good but like for example issue one this one i could talk about just issue one the whole time because it's fucking cool story but it has nothing to do with sandman so we so like if it just so happened that we talked about this issue for 10 minutes and then moved on and never called it a day that's awesome but what if we talked about this for 40 minutes i don't want to feel like i have to extend the episode just to talk about every issue instead i can be like and then they met a girl, and she killed some guy, and it was cool. And then yeah. we're good. You know what I Maybe I'm being over-analytical here. No, maybe, no, no. Maybe I'm, I, I think it's Am good. I being unreasonable? You can no, tell me. No, no, no. Okay. <laughs> I just don't want to be unreasonable, that's all. So, thank you for respecting the sidebar back to the main. This is called The Doll's House, collecting Sandman 9, 9 through 16. Eight, I, I don't think they're all eight issues. I think that this is just how they started off, because I know the fourth trade is a collection of the one-shots. Mm-hmm. So it's not actually a story arc. So anyways, Morpheus tracks down rogue dreams that escaped the dreaming during his absence. In the process, he must shatter the illusions of a family living in dreams, disband a convention of serial killers, and deal with a dream vortex that threatens the existence of the entire dreaming. Features Hector Hall as the bronze-aged Sandman, introduces the characters William Shakespeare and Hob Gadling. Sounds like a lot, but when I read it, I didn't feel separate arcs. Yeah. Like, those are all... Now that I read them aloud, I can remember each one, but the main uh, carry-through... I can't remember the girl's name right now. We'll find it when we're pulling up the issues. Her arc has at least, like, a page or two in every issue, so it helped it kind of, like... Is it Rose? Rose, yes. Her story was just a touch in each of them and then ended with, obviously, her being the main one. It made it feel like it wasn't three separate stories. Like it now that I'm remembering it, it definitely was. Except that one whole issue with Hob. That's my favorite issue. But we uh well for this we could just like we don't have to go issue by issue since it's all just one arc, so we can just talk about the story overall. But we can like go like just on the side here and there for because Tales in the Sand yep. is its own story. It does sort of segue into it. It puts history. Yeah. yeah, it puts history. It's not like, if and, you never read it, it yeah. wouldn't hurt the story, but also it's kind of cool to know. And it's a callback to uh, the first volume when they go to, uh, called Trade, when they go to Hell. Oh, it is a callback yeah. to that. Yes. Yep. He fucking, that, that black gentleman who's in the, who's been in there for like 10,000 years or some shit. It's a woman. Oh, black woman? Yeah. Is it? Yeah, yeah you can't tell in the, the drawing. Yeah. I thought it was a man too, but when you go through the story... Uh, so Tales in the Sand is yeah the, yeah sorry yes yeah. explain the issue yeah. that makes it's, more sense it's just the first issue of this trade and it's a story that goes back to ten thousand years and an untold uh, kingdom and there's like and it's two storytellers yeah like this is how we came to be and it goes like there was once this great mighty well so it's empire it's, way it's back a ritual when. that makes a, turns a boy into a man yeah it's told once in their lifetime. And they tell it once in their lifetime when they're passing it on to a younger generation. Yeah, they even specify that it's not like 
specifically father to son it's like oh you could tell this to your grandson or your nephew just like you pass it on to one time yeah isn't the beginning he say i'm only gonna say this once or some bullshit yep um and it's 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 a story of like love and honor and you know very traditional values but turns out it's got fucking major implications to the overall sandman story so yeah so they tell the story of how like there used to be this great civilization it was ruled by a queen that would rebuff all her queen suitors. nada yeah queen nada which is oh, so not <laughs> that could be one name on its own queen nada queen nada. it's like a pokemon or something it's just like it, but it's queen nada and uh we first meet nada in hell uh in issue the first four grade. yeah it's, it's issue, issue four yeah when he goes to get his mask back from uh i forgot the demon's name but the dude in the thong yeah <laughs> the pink guy in the hot thong and when um oh what's the yellow guy's name it 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 etri etri etrigan etrigan etri whatever yeah. when etrigan's leading him to uh lucifer and they go through these uh cages there's this uh, uh well we now know it's a woman yes a uh, black woman that's like oh Morpheus, yes. I still love you. And he's like, I love you too, but I haven't forgiven you. Bye. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's, she's, she says, I've been in here 10,000 years or something. And he, he's like, yeah, that's not long enough. I haven't forgiven you. Yeah. Have uh, a good day. So we learn Morpheus can hold a grudge. Yeah, and you also learn in that issue, or in that uh, the first trade, that time for immortals does not move any differently than time for us. Yep. That's 10,000 fucking years. And, the, and Morpheus is still like, no, 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 I need more time. I did notice, just from characterization of the first two trades of Morpheus, is that he doesn't dislike humans, but he's sort of like, oh, I can't be bothered with this. Like, oh, she's going to die horribly. Oh, well. And then, or like in Constantine's yeah. issue, and like Constantine's like, can you help her? He's like, okay, sure. I mean, when you're an immortal, or not an immortal, an endless, it's, kind of, it's the age-old trope of living forever. You're going to see everyone you love pass before your eyes. So, you know, it's been millennia. We don't know how long. It's been forever. And uh, although, oh, never mind. That's a different topic for another one. I, there is Samsung, or Samsung, <laughs> Samsung Overture, that hot new phone that came out. <laughs> Sam Man Overture does explain, it's like a prequel sequel. It explains why he was weak enough to get captured from Trade One and the war that he went through and also what happens after the end of when we're done reading so maybe we'll touch on that in the future but so we don't know how long it's been but you you know it's been at least ten thousand years because of this girl because of nada so continue sorry yep and so uh one day she sees a stranger after you know years of rebuffing suitors like oh no this man is perfect. yeah i'm the queen of everything so no and then it's like oh man there's this handsome stranger that i see I totally have the hots for him. Oh, yeah, he just... No, he's just, like, lurking. Yeah. He's just lurking around and looks up at her, like, Romeo and Juliet type stuff. And uh, she's like, well, who, who the... F-? And, by the way, this uh, helps to show that San Ma- uh, Morpheus can look like whatever he oh, wants. Yeah. It depends on the cultural need. Exactly. So he got really into the cure and just decided to be Robert... What's his name? Robert, Robert Smith. Robert Smith for a good long time. But at this time, he looked more like... I don't even know... Bob Marley with shorter dreads. Yeah, yeah, no, that's probably fair. Yeah, so whenever Morpheus enters into mortal realm, he just he disguises looks, himself to whatever yeah, culture whatever and place he's like. going to. So she tra- decides to track him down, follow him around, 
And she's like, I have to meet you. And she does. She finds him out, which it actually shows his dope-ass helmet from the first trade that he hunted down. Yep. And they spend a night together. <laughs> you know what that means. It actually does say they make love or something like that. Yeah. And he shows her who he really is. Fucking king of dreams. Yep. Which, uh, I never... The, Sandman does such a good job of making Morpheus be legit. Like, Oh, yeah. Every story you hear, San, the Sandman, you know, take me and me. I don't know the words, but no, it's always I. really corny. Yeah. And even when you tell me a story like, okay, this is... If you were to tell me this, if people listening to this had never seen, heard of, read any of this, I could see how it could even come off corny like that. But when you're reading this book, he's so yeah. intimidating and like... Oh, so oh yeah, Morpheus is a scary individual. Yeah, but Neil Gaiman, Neil Gaiman is great at like balancing when he's a terrifying force of nature and also humanizing him at times. Yeah, so she finds him. They make love. He tells her who he is, and this freaks her out. So she decides, and they fall in love. Of course, you know how adorable. But she's terrified of the implications of loving an immortal. The- Implication. Well, the implication. <laughs> and while they're out gallivanting, being sexy with each other, her entire town that she's supposed to be ruling and whatnot, her village, her empire, fucking blown to smithereens. Yep. Like, hey, you were gone. You could have stopped a comet, I guess. Yeah, how she would have stopped it, yeah. I don't know. I think it explains that it comes down because they're together. Like, oh, it was yeah. some sort of, like, uh, protection otherworldly or whatever. And... Actually, I might be able to find it in here. And she feels terrible about this. She let down her community and whatnot. Bad shit happens when she's with an Endless. And then, obviously, you fall in love with a god. That's got to be terrifying in its own right. Yeah, so out of guilt, she's like, oh, no, I can't be with you because I feel my people. And mm-hmm. he's like, but I want to be with you. And she's like, no, I can't be with you, but I want to be with you. No, I can't be with you. Okay, that was three times. You know what? Screw you. You're going to be punished. Uh, by dying instead of, you know, coming to live immortal with me as <laughs> yeah, my queen. Yeah, you could have had everything. She's like, but these are my people. And he's like, all right, go fuck yourself. Yeah. Sorry, that was easy. And Have fun in hell for the next 10,000 yeah, years. Yeah, so she goes back. He, he leaves next her. Next time you see me, I'll be Robert Smith. <laughs> she, <laughs> yeah, exactly. So actually, no, in that issue, when she, when it, there's like a panel where he's back to being this dream. Remember, like, when they first... Yeah, yeah. And like, you're like, what's going on when you're reading the first issue? Well, now we know yep. he looks to her however he wants to look to her. So she goes on, whatever. He It breaks his heart, and he runs away back to the dream world. She goes about her life, dies, gets sent to hell. And this is the story about how... I, I don't even know, like, the end message. It's like, hey, don't be a douche. Oh, well, that's um, that's where we learn in the next issue that starts the dollhouse. Um, yeah, that's what I was going to get to. Go with arc. it. We will meet uh, two of Dream's siblings, because they're all Ds, they're, they're endless. We already met his sister, Death, and uh, so... This is great, by the way. Touchscreen computer, oh, yeah. so we don't have to deal with the mouse and stuff. This is wonderful. Desire. Yes, Desire, and it's like, yeah, Desire wants everything, and... He or she is not specifically. It actually he or she. points it out that yeah. they're androgynous, and they just yeah, they they just, they just like they want it. They want it all. So it's they, desire. Yeah, yeah. there's there's no reason to limit yourself to anything. So desire and despair, who for obvious fucking reasons wants people to suffer. Yep. Um, are the ones who were behind that entire plot. They kind yep. of like led Nada towards him. They destroyed her town when she was away. And they were the one, like the scary part that broke them up, just so they could watch a dream get 
fucking sad. Yep. That's the worst sibling rivalry of all time. Like, worst my brother did was punch me in the throat once. Oh, yeah. You know, like, he didn't uh, burn what? my house down. One time as a child, I uh, uh, said, fuck. <gasps> Don't do it. <laughs> and I didn't And I didn't even understand what it meant. I just heard other people use it, and then my sister blackmailed me for a year. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, I know what you did. Actually, my brother Travis did that to me once. I said, damn. And I, like, we weren't, it wasn't, like, strict as in our parents enforced it hard. It was just, like, well known that they were bad words. So, like, don't try not to say that kind of stuff. I said, damn. And Travis was like, oh, oh, no, you did it. He didn't hold it over my head forever. But, it like, that was the scariest ten minutes of my life. Like, is he going to, oh, no. Is he going to tell someone? Oh, that was great. Yeah. What were we talking about? Oh, yes. Uh, sibling rivalry. So, Desire and Despair... I, I assume it's kind of you you're led to believe that the Nada wasn't the first plan to fuck with Dream and it won't be the last. Yeah. You you know it's kind of under you you understand that that's how this stuff goes. And uh I can't remember what they're talking about but they set up vor they set up the vortex. So that's their doing. Vortexes don't just happen willy-nilly. They happen for a reason. And you learn more about them later. But a vortex is uh a combi- it's when multiple dreams have one focal point. And they coalesce into one. And they coalesce into one, which has the possibility to destroy the dream world. Yes. So they, Despair and uh, Desire, create another one. And they hook it to a person. They, they sink it to one person who we find out is Rose. Because she starts having funky-ass dreams and she can't sleep and all this good stuff. Oh, well, it's not Rose in the beginning gets passed down to her via the uh necklace or yes yes uh we learn another throwback to the uh, actually to series one yeah it, the woman unity kincaid who was one of the women that just like she was the one that fell asleep forever got raped while she was asleep gave birth oh, while she dude, was asleep. i didn't even notice that was the same person yeah it is like i didn't connect that story at all i just let it roll i was like Okay, sure. Yeah, so we start with the story uh, where these two women, two Americans, fly back to Britain because uh, Rose's mother, who I don't recall what her name is, uh, gets contacted by a woman, Unity Kincaid, in uh, Britain, and they go there, and... It's like, they play it up like it's one of those fake scam things, like, hey, I've got lots of money, want to come to my place and I will give you it? Which never works out. Well, and this time, it's not a fucking scam. It's legit. They show up, and there's a fancy butler with a fancy Rolls Royce, it looks like. So dope. And then... She's like your stereotypical, like, oh, my family's dumb and lame and everything's stupid, and I need to go out and smoke cigarettes. Got color. Not saying dyed hair is a bad, you know, is indicative of a sort of rebellious attitude, but in this scenario, in the 80s, it kind of was. It kind of was. So anyways... Oh, oh, here's... This second issue in a row where they call back to Cain and Abel. Yeah, because they're they're in the dream world and they're this is where it introduces. You don't know she's a vortex yet. Yeah. You just know she's having weird dreams of these people, like she's dreaming of Cain and Abel and stuff. And then Wait, it shows you. It's a good parallel to the previous issue because Nada also went through the dream world and saw Cain and Abel and whatnot. Yeah, exactly. And then you see Lucian, and it kind of comes away from Rose's story and shows you Lucian has been going around completing a uh, census of the dream world. He's just, like, tallying, and he's, like, it's, like, 11,000-something or whatever. It's 
10,000-something creatures. He's gone around yeah. and talked to each of them, so you have no idea how long it's been. Obviously not that long. It's still yeah. the 80s, but um, he can't find three? Four. Four dream entities that have disappeared from the dream world while yeah. Sandman was trapped in that glass bowl. Uh, glob and Brute, yep. which we learned about in the... It's, Brute is strength, and Glob is like uh, mischievous intelligence or whatever. Yeah, we learned about them in, I think, the second issue... Uh, mm-hmm. where Dream came back and he talked to Lucian and he's like, yeah, two of the house servants are gone. And yep. so this is a callback to that. Like, well, who else is gone? And then it's Corinthian is the third dream that's, or nightmare, dream or nightmare, pretty much the same thing but different, uh, is missing. And Green's something. Oh, 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 who ends up being, yes. Uh, yeah. I don't remember, but it's an entire... Yeah, it's like land. Place. It's like if you sh- drove by your old town and that entire lot that used to be the bank was gone. Yeah. And you're like, it's oh, like, shit. Oh, no, man. no. Actually, it's bigger than that. It's yeah. like you were driving to your old town and the town you usually drive through was gone. It's an entire section it's of like, the dream world. Hey, where'd Ledger go? Oh, yeah. Ledger was just yeah. like, you know, I'm tired of being a place. Yeah. Fuck this. I'm going over there. It's like Montville disappeared. It's like Montville, Oakdale, Uncasville. I fucking make up your mind. I'm out of here. <laughs> That's the hardest part about moving to Oakdale. I don't know if it's... I'm like two seconds from Uncasville. Technically, it's all in Montville, but also all of Montville is in Oakdale. Fucking figure it out. Figure it out. Figure it out. I don't get Pitter it. patter. Yeah. So, oh, correct. Let's get at her. So, um, did you say all four? What was the th- third one? Brute and Glob? Uh, Corinthian. Corinthian. Oh, how could I forget yeah. Corinthian? That's the best one. And well. pretty much in this issue, the only thing you get at the Corinthian is a picture of this, like, uh, I'd say, like, 1800s white dude. Yeah. And he's like, oh, he's pretty normal, except his eyes are mouths. He looks kind of, oh, way to give the spoiler away. I mean, no, no, it's like, it's the first picture you see of him. No, of Corinthian? Yeah. No. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't show that. It doesn't show it. Yeah, 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 it does. It, yeah, right there. His eyes are mouths. I just... There's even a I, close yeah, up. Yeah, I just looked right past that, and yeah. that made the reveal that much cooler at the end, because I you, didn't... You didn't know that? No, I didn't. Oh. Like, that panel, I just thought... I never even looked at that picture, but I just thought that that was, like, a, a weird, like, vision of his eyes. Like, it just kind of, like, looked artist's sort of interpretation of what these eyes because these dream creatures glob looks like fucking the villain from teenage ninja turtles yeah he looks exactly like krang so although now that it looks like it corinthian looks like one of the doctors from doctor who yep yeah he does one of the originals yeah one of the originals with the blonde curly hair the third doc second doctor or some shit like that i'm I'm pretty sure it's like the third or fourth i don't so Anyways, they're all missing for and Corinthian is that I, I have to assume knowing Neil Gaiman that that's a legit mythical creature of some sort. I don't actually know, so that's a Google I can yeah. I can look up why we do know that uh, uh, Brute and Glob are well we know now that they're yeah. references back to the original 1974 uh, Sandman series. Seventy seven. Oh my god, it's right there. Yeah. You're so, I'm such an idiot. <laughs> I thought I read it. So. I had no idea that was a comic either. Oh, yeah. And we'll get I. there in a minute. So all these guys are missing, and Sandman's like, oh, fuck, fuck, I gotta go, oh, fuck, I uh. can't. But it turns out, just like in the first issue, anything that's missing from the dream world makes him not as dream-y. Yeah. Like, everything has to be one piece in order for him to be comfortable in existence, so to and, speak. And, like, as he creates dreams and whatnot, he's giving away parts of his power. 
Yes, exactly. Okay, so here's... I, I just pulled it up. Corinthians, a fictional character, and Neil Gaiman... Neil Gaiman's Sandman. Uh, no, I don't believe he is anything other than from this. No. I can't... I, like, the Corinthian, the very first thing that pops up is, is this. So, I, I mean, we'll roll with it as a Gaiman creation. Corinthian. I'm going to look at it a little more. I just I really want to know. Because the Corinthians oh, is obviously a, a... Fiddler's Green. Fiddler's Green. What did we say? Green something? Yeah, we just green had something, it. yeah. We just had a little turnaround. No, and it's the very first thing that pops up when you search Wikipedia. The Corinthian, a New York, a building in New York City. Uh, the Corinthian, a novel. Maybe it's from the novel? No, it is not from the novel. Okay, cool. Roll with it. What are you looking for? Oh, oh you're just getting yeah. a little... So, yeah, it shows Rose meeting her, her grandmother. They don't believe it. What? You're what? our grandmother and... What's all this? Oh, and uh, and she just gives like a retelling of what happens in the first issue. There is a sleeping sickness that went around the world. Yep, she was asleep for most. God, of I her can't life. believe I went right over yeah. that. I really fucked the goose on this one. <laughs> God damn it! And uh, she's like, even though I'm this old, I've only really been awake for as long as you've been alive, Rose. Because Rose is twenty-one, I believe. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. She or no? Is she only eighteen? No, I'm, I'm pretty sure... She's young enough that it's a big deal that she's out doing this on her own, but... They, uh, they, uh, give, like... They don't ever, like, specifically say their age, but at one point they say how old she and Jed were, her, uh, brother. Uh, at some point they were separated through, like, the foster system or whatever, because her parents are garbage or whatever. Yes. She has a younger brother, Jed, who's, like, living with, like, cousins of the family, so, like, some other relatives of blood relation mm-hmm. and at one point they're like yeah seven years ago i was 14 and jed was like nine or something that's true that's true good point good math you yep. know what i respect you are this is why i need you here i just read it i see a cool picture and i'm like oh that's really neat you look past that you look at the really obvious stuff that i'm should not be missing well i feel like uh you probably look at it more of like at an artistic angle like the actual like drawings and whatnot well while there are things i appreciate i'm not you're a writer art savvy but i am a writer so like i pick up all like the big points and the little fun fact uh i'm gonna hold this to my grave you're the first person to ever say i look at something artistically so Hmm. i'm running with that okay i am not known for that but (laughs) so anyways uh you hear the whole story and then miranda uh, is the mother's name. Miranda, yes. So Unity gives Rose this gem, this necklace, and says, hey, you have a brother. How Unity knows this and Miranda and Rose don't, we'll never oh, no. know. No, they, they know about the brother. Oh, God, I'm so fucking lost yeah. here. Yeah, because uh, uh, Rose mentions Jed earlier on. And she's like, I'll, I'll go find him. And they're like, yeah. yeah, go do that. And she's like, okay. And so she flies back to the U.S., yep. Gets a sweet little, like, Airbnb with uh, a bunch of sketchy characters and decides to start looking for Jed on her own where she thinks he's going to be by finding his father and all this good stuff. Oh! Oh, She does meet the Witches 3, but that... I don't remember that being a very big part. It's a dream, and she doesn't believe it to be a dream. Or it's not a dream, but it's like a, a vision that just happens, and she's like, wait, is this a real thing? And you get, like, a little, like... There's a dollhouse, which... It, it, you would think, oh, dollhouse, this is the dollhouse arc, but the dollhouse is 
a more pretty, metaphorical. Yeah, concept. it's pretty insignificant. It's just like the name of so the mother or grandmother has a dollhouse in her room that she gives to Rose in her will. Yes, that's her like contribution. So it's, but also the dollhouse is I'm guessing like some sort of allusion to the fact that everything happens within this one realm. You know what I mean? Yep. Stuff's not as big as you think it is. Yada yada. So. And then, as you say, we uh, get to moving in, where I believe it's Georgia? Georgia. Uh, Georgia. (laughs) Is there more words than that, or does it just say Georgia over and over again? Probably. Georgia. 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 I'll just roll with that. That's kind of my favorite. Uh, So she goes looking for her brother, who's living with some distant cousins down in the south. So she can be like, hey, we're rich now. You don't have to live with uh, these strangers that we're sort of quasi-related to. And they're awesome. Oh, yeah, they're so awesome. They're so great. <laughs> and in her uh, boarding house where Rose is at in, in back in the United States of A, there's a couple people, Chantel, 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 and Zelda, yep. which are sisters, mother, daughter, lovers, friends, Something. you don't know, and it, ne- it actually points out that you don't know. Yeah, they, they, they're all, like, uh, gothic, wearing these, like, the, creepy it's bride, wedding dresses yeah, it's with bridal stuff and uh, spiders, dr- dead yeah. spiders, all of them, they collect spiders. Yeah, they collect dead spiders, stuff them, they're like, yeah. We're, we're, and we're, Zelda we're, never speaks. Yep. Only Chantel speaks for her, on her behalf. Then you have Ken and Barbie, yep. who are, their names are that on purpose. They're exactly like the fucking really basic, bland Ken and Barbie. Yeah, they're extremely white. Like. Over the top, normal, like, upper middle class white people who are, like, mowing their yard every other day to make sure you see how nice their grass is sort of people. Uh, and then you have uh, Gilbert, who's the coolest guy. Yep. Gilbert doesn't speak. He doesn't come out of his room. He just exists. Or so we think. Wah, wah, wah. Wah, wah, wah. And Hal, the landlord. Yep. Who... Crossdresser. You'd think was normal, and then he has a sort of... uh, When he goes into his uh, persona, he's a actress in plays, and is over the top. Yep. Over dramatic, like... But you only see that character a handful of times, and it's kind of a surprise. Like, I had to read that panel a few times to be like, wait, is this this Hal that is the landlord? And eventually it came through. Also, I have to say, just going, like... It doesn't shove these things into your face that much, but Neil Gaiman for the 80s when there was, you know, Ronald Reagan and the AIDS epidemic and all that stuff, this is a really LGBT-friendly comic. LGBTs. LGBTs. Yeah, yeah. Uh, lettuce, garlic, bacon, tomato. Yeah. Yeah. It's, is that not what it stands for? Uh, I think it's a, a lesbian, gays, bisexuals, and transsexuals, but might also be a sando. I think it's a, I think it's crushing sandos, bro. Crushing sandos. Yeah, crushing naps, taking naps, Ferda. So they uh, ninja dust, ninja dust, <laughs> smoke bomb, smoke ninja bomb. dust. Uh, so he, his, uh, he, he's explaining. It takes a minute to let you know. Hey, there's some gooky people here, but if you're just uh, hanging out, no, you won't cause no fuss. And Rose is like, well, what did I get myself into again, boys? And moves on about her day. Yep. And then we get to meet Jed. Yeah, you meet him. I really like the way they introduced him. You meet him in a dream, and it's the actual superhero whatever of Sandman from the original 1974 comic. Yep. Which I didn't, and neither of us knew this. It just fucking worked, and you kind of roll with it. Which is what I think is really nice about this, 
even from the first trade where they introduce Constantine and Batman and Dr. Destiny and all of these characters from DC, you don't have to know them to get the book at all. Yeah. You can only read Sandman and be told. And this isn't like when a new movie comes out and you're like, do I have to have seen the original? No, you'll be fine. This is actually its own standalone thing. We could have never known this was ever a, a real comic and we've been just fine. But if you do know more it's about DC cool. Universe, it's like, oh man, look at all these tie-ins. Yeah, what a night. Or well, come on, that's like Neil Gaiman. If you know anything about like Greek mythology or Norse mythology, you're gonna get some sort of reference oh, yeah. somewhere along the way. But you don't have to know it. He doesn't like shove it in your face. Like, hey, remember this? Remember this from that thing? He's like, okay, well, I just took the character and thought I could do something else with it, and I I appreciate that. Yeah, Neil Gaiman likes taking this character or this situation and like, this is the focal point. As long as you focus on this. Everything is great, but I'll just, you know, toss in these yeah, little treats and for as you I, then. as I Wikipedia'd, Wikipedia'd them, he retconned a ton of shit. Like, a lot of what he did in Sandman stuck in the DC Universe and was completely different than the way it was originally. Like, in this arc, so it's, a, it's Sandman and his wife, who I don't know if they gave her a name as far as a superhero name, but uh, their, her name is... I thought I had it here... Yeah, scroll a little bit, because I know her name's right there somewhere. Oh, it might be a, a bit... I think we don't meet her until the next issue. Oh, okay. Well, anyways, uh, they are living in Jed's dreams. They literally live exclusively in his mind in this cool, like, castle in his dream world of just Jed locked off, and Brute and Glob are trying specifically to block themselves from dream. They want to live here forever and be happy. Yep, and Jed, his mind has been cut off from the dream world altogether. This is like a separate dream bubble. Yeah. And it's a major... Uh, Sandman... I don't know why I call him Sandman. He's, his name is Dream, his name is Morpheus, and yet I go with Sandman. Because it's the name of the damn book. Yeah. This is a big deal. Like He says you could fuck this kid's life up forever by doing this. You can ruin this kid's... Psych- well, he's got enough issues as is which you find out in the same issue, but you could also destroy his personality and all this good stuff by doing this. They don't care. They just don't want to be a part of Dream's world. So he's having this wonderful dream of flying, and he knows he's in a dream. He references it like, I can't fly in real life. And they're like, don't worry about it, kid, son, child. And it turns out he's living in the basement of his foster parents. Just locked up like an animal. Changed. And he, like, pisses and shits in the corner and then goes back to sleep to try to avoid the smell and stuff because that's his whole life is locked in a basement. Because the one time he wasn't in a basement, he ran away. And the parents he lives for, the foster parents, they get 800 bucks a month. So it's Hmm. this is another one of those tropes that you hear, like, you know, in some stories when you want to feel bad for a character. Someone's benefiting off them being alive, so they lock them away. Fucking sucks, but whatever. So, at this point, you don't know that they're living just in his brain. They never really reference oh, it. Before we go on from this panel, uh, in uh, Rose's room, there's a poster for The Cure. Is it really? Yeah. <laughs> Boys don't cry. That's, that's kind of awesome. Yeah. <laughs> so, if you're like thinking, maybe it's a coincidence that Dream looks like Robert Smith. No, it's not a coincidence. I think Neil Gaiman had a... <laughs> he knows what he's yeah, doing. Yeah, he had a pretty big inclination of what he wanted. So she's like, oh, I'm going to go out. I'm, I don't want to be cooped up inside. She writes a letter to Rose and you. We got sidetracked from what I was saying, but I was jumping ahead. That's on me. I apologize. Yep. 
She writes a letter back home basically saying, this is really weird, and all the while there's a crow hanging out outside of the Oh, yeah, Matthew the Crow. Yep, which is a major character in Sandman Universe 1. Oh, really? Are you aware they're rebooting the Sandman Universe? Uh, yes, yes. I was talking about with with Jake at work. Yes, and he... uh, so, Sandman Universe 1, I have it. I'm collecting all those issues, so as they come out, we can read them. That's cool. Um, but anyways, Jake had never read Sandman, and the crow's a major character in that. So, that's oh, pretty cool. Nice. So, the crow is basically just a back and forth from Dream to Rose to keep an eye on her and learn as much as he can. And we'll learn a bit later that uh, pretty much that if you die, you could go to heaven or hell, or you could just join the dream world and become a crow yeah it doesn't like morpheus have to pick you or something it's like a yeah yeah it's a it's a fine line at the very end oh that's right right before he kills her and yeah whatever i mean doesn't kill her (laughs) Uh, he actually doesn't so now i'm all over the place but if you die he can invite you to the dream world but you just become something yeah you know you don't just get to be you you become some sort of servant some sort of location some sort of something so um yeah, she's like, I'm going to go out in town. I'm having funky dreams. And the crow tells all this. And he's like, oh, that's not good. And he realizes that she's got, she's the connection that he feels is off. And he says, go check on, you know, go keep an eye on her. Yeah. I've got, I got bigger fish to fry with these fuckers. Yeah. And uh, this is what I really liked about this one panel right here where like when he's talking to Matthew and Matthew's like, hey, what are you doing, boss? And he's like, oh, I'm making nightmares. And you just see these <laughs> faceless men and you realize, okay, so. Dream is not technically a good guy. Yeah. I, I use some air quotes. He's not like some superhero, like one of the Justice League. He's like, I have a purpose. And, you know, I give people good dreams, but I also have to, you know, make nightmares because that's also part of I got of a it. job. Yeah. Nightmares motivate you. You know, it's important. Keep, keep, make it, make it the world go round. Make it the world go round. So he sends him back off and she goes out for a night on the town. She goes to see uh, Hal's show. Play, yeah, which is called, does it say what it's called? Uh, is it? Dolly L'Amour in Drag Review. So she goes out, and then she has a, a hoot and a half. She has a good time, and she's on her way home, and she decides to take the shortcut. And these street toughs are like, hey, doll, mm. what, are you, what are you doing out here dressed like that? Because oh. we, as we all know, it's scientific fact that if women are dressed scantily, they want it. Yeah. It's a fact. fact. No getting around it. Ted Cruz made it very clear. If you don't want to get raped, you don't have to. Just don't get raped. That's a fact. I'm sorry, okay? I'm spitting truth. Am I oh, but... slightly out of line here? No, I hate Ted Cruz. <laughs> he, he... Oh, oh, no. We're going to have some problems oh, here. Oh, man. Please don't, uh, don't, don't boycott me, RNC. Was Ted Cruz the one that said you're, you can, you're vagina will expel the semen when you're raped so you don't have a Might kid. Might be. He's a, he's a creepy guy. Or he, like, if you believe in God, you don't get pregnant when you get raped or something, so it's not that big a deal. Have you ever or, seen like the, the, the parody website for Ted Cruz where it's like, I am definitely a human. <laughs> no, yeah. It's great. Uh, or there was another one. I, again, it might have been Ted Cruz who said women actually get pleasure when they're raped. I mean, scientifically, it's like... It's a fact. It's a fact. If but, you're, but if you're a, wearing clothes... And you're going to enjoy it. And if you don't want it, don't let it happen. But Done. it's like a biological function, and it's the same for men, too. But it's not, like, the same as, like, mental pleasure. You, you still know, like, oh, I'm being attacked. This is awful. This is trauma. Well, and there's physical uh, damage as yeah. well. So, it's yeah, of course there's physical Not damage. if you don't want it, though. Oh. You just got to say, I'm not getting raped, and you won't. But speaking of politicians like that, it is 
fair to mention that these street toughs are literally neo-Nazis. Yes, yes, they are. It is oh, not- wait, I forgot. This is 2018 America. There's good people on both sides. No, they're fucking Nazis. Nazis are awful. Nazis are great people, man. They have every right to be Nazis, okay? Yeah. We fought against Nazis for their right <laughs> to, to be, be Nazis, Nazis okay? Oh. This is not a political show. We just know everybody's got rights, and if you don't want to, it's not going to happen. Yeah. Fact. Okay, so And then we on. meet Gilbert. So Gilbert shows up with a cane and does a very... There's a movie from the 80s uh, where the blind guy is like a martial arts master, and he has a sword cane. And everyone, like, tries to beat the shit out of him because he's blind and he fucks him up. I'm gonna look this up. Yeah, I, I don't remember You, that you explain what happens here. I'm looking it up. Yeah, so she's about to get raped by a bunch of Nazis. And then this dude in a trench coat with a cane is like, Hey, ruffians, I'm going to fuck your shit up. And then he proceeds to fuck their shit he's up. He's very classy Englishman. Yep. Very classy Englishman. Blind Fury is what the movie's called. Let me just... Let me just... Okay. A blind Vietnam vet, trained as a sword fighter, comes to America and helps to rescue the son of a fellow soldier. And he carries around a staff. Yeah, oh, yeah. Rutger Hauer is the main character. Hauer? Hauer. The bad guy from Blade Runner. Oh. Yeah. It's f- Dude, it's so good. Oh, it's so good. Now I really want to watch that movie. Okay, anyways. So, classy Englishman <clears throat> beats the shit out of these street toughs. And he introduces himself, and this is actually, you don't find it out here. I won't spoil nothing. I won't spoil nothing. He sort of looks like a younger Wilford Brimley. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> l- yeah, with a little bit longer hair. He's got kind of scruffy. Oh, and I didn't even realize this, but, like, he's wearing all green. Ah, foreshadowing. Yeah. yeah. So he's like, allow me to accompany you home, and then we get to see Jed back in the dream world, and he... <laughs> He sees, a, what are they, rabbits? Yeah. And he's like, oh, how cute. I'm going to pet them. And they're like, oh, no, Jed. You you shouldn't have touched those rabbits. Now they're going to multiply like crazy. And then mo- rabbits just start yep. piling up. Like the most adorable problem to have for a superhero ever. Oh, no. And then a rat is actually yeah. in real life just eating his fucking he, face. He wait- Did you know back in like the uh, early like 20s and shit when New York City was, it was maybe a little later than that. During the major industrial boom, um, people had, like, they had to put, like, advertisements and stuff out not to leave milk on your baby's faces because rats would come into your house and eat your baby's faces. Oh, Like, the rat epidemic from all the trash that was produced and all that was creating them to overtake homes and literally eat babies' faces. I mean, have you ever heard of a rat king? No. So... Is that the guy... Is that, like, in Fast and the Furious, when they put the bucket... The rat in a bucket on your stomach and start heating it up, and the rat eats its way through you, and it's torture? No. Oh, okay, because that's pretty scary, too. A rat king is when there's just, like, a swarm of rats, and their tails just get all caught up and tangled until they're just one writhing mass that just... uh, goes through sewers and shit, eating anything that gets in its way, because they're just permanently stuck together because they're so tangled oh that sounds great and, and we know this because we found like the um, mummified remains of these just tied together yep and that's a rat king jesus i love that yeah also it's- uh, sorry it's worth noting that rats are one of the uh, many species that when their specific location becomes overpopulated and there's not enough food and resources to support them they will become homosexual to support their sexual needs and to avoid reproduction. Oh. Huh. They'll just start banging banging each other. Oh, okay. I got a bang. 
Well, yeah. Yeah, what do you want from me? Girls are, hole. Yeah, girls are like, oh, I still want it, but I understand. You know what I'm saying? It's crazy. Okay, so anyways, the bunnies are multiplying. Oh, it's cute. And then he wakes up, and there's a mouse biting his face, and he grabs it, and it bites his hand, so he tosses it. And then he realizes, oh, fuck, I'm in the basement. Yeah. I got to use the potty. I guess I'll go stand against the wall. And then immediately try to get back to sleep and pray that he goes back into his dream world. Yeah, uh, our, our viewers are... Listeners Six, thank will you, uh, will learn that uh, Jed's life is just garbage. It never gets better either, yeah. by the way. No, Spoiler alert. It, it's, it actually gets worse yep. and then kind of better, but not really. I was born this way, Stuart. I was born this way, Stuart. <laughs> so he, anyways, he goes back into the dream world. That's, that's that. Yep. But she gets back to her room. Yep. And Hal is uh, back to Hal form. Or is that Ken? That's Hal. That's Hal, yeah. Uh, yeah, uh, wait, is it maybe? Um, yeah, that's how. Yeah, that's how. Yeah. Ken, Ken's got blonde hair. Also, also, no, I'm pretty sure he has dark hair as well. He's just really smiley. And then another scene with Matthew and Morpheus where he brings a picture of uh, Matthew's the crow. Man. Yep. Uh, is this Nimrod? And this is where it introduces Ooh, the, Corinthians. the Corinthians. So the Corinthians talking on a phone with a bunch of eyeballs in his hands. And he's, like, moving them around on the table and shit. What is he talking about on the phone? I, I don't... Uh, let's see. Oh, oh, this is a uh, setup for The Collectors, an issue later on. <coughs> yes. Which, I wonder if it's the next issue. No, The Collectors is is yeah. the, is the right at the end. It's, like, the second to last yeah. issue or something. And I love The Collectors. That was such a great issue. Second favorite. Yeah. Second favorite. My favorite being, we'll get there. So he's talking, and they're like, hey, we'd love to have you come, by, come down to this... Um, a convention. Convention of sorts, yep. Uh, it, it, we learn it as a serial convention. Yep. So he's like, oh, you know what? I'll be there. And he hangs up the phone and uh, goes about his business because... This was a long issue. Yeah, there was a setup earlier of this when it first introduced the Corinthian in just like a single panel. There's this kid crying in a bathtub, tied and taped up, who you can kind of tell is like a male prostitute. Yep. And he's like, I said I'd do whatever you ever want. This is rough. And he's like, yeah, we had fun, but now it's playtime. <laughs> and the guy's like, okay, master, or whatever. And then Corinthian has a knife in his hand, and it just end panel. So on this one, you see, this time you get Corinthian again, and he's playing with the eyeballs. The last panel you get of that is two boys, two, two men, two whatever, tied up with their eyes missing and dead, obviously. Because you know how he likes eyes. He likes him a lot, baby, because he doesn't have none. Yeah. I'm assuming that's that's why they yeah, did that. Yeah, he has a fixation on it. Um, the Corinthian is a nightmare monster, by the way. Yes. That's, I, we never said what his purpose was. He, he controls night or he's a, a nightmare for whoever stumbles into his nightmare realm. So, anyways. Um, Which goes back to the fact that Morpheus is not a, air quotes, good guy. Yeah. He makes things for the purpose, and... Yeah. Corinthian has a purpose, but uh, uh, later on, Morpheus will say, yeah, you kind of veered away from the purpose I made for you. Yeah, I'm going to make a new one. Yeah. So uh, Jed, uh, Rose is like, okay, well, I know where I need to go to find Jed, and I'm, I've, I've tracked down who his foster parents are. Let's take off, and uh, why can't I remember his name? Gilbert. Gilbert is like, I, I'll come with you. Cause he feels, My lady? He feels a connection to her uh, because she's the vortex and yeah. he's a dream. So it kind of makes sense. Oh, you spoiled it. I know. But he doesn't know she's the Vortex here. Later he explains, I don't know why I had such a connection to you. I should have put it together. Yeah. He just is like, I just feel like I need you. So he comes around, and they go off to find Jed. And Jed does manage to get back to sleep and go into his dream. And 
when he goes back in, into his dream, Morpheus, who knows he needs to look for Jet as well, finds him and says, oh, those sons of bitches. Gli- yeah, he actually says, how dare they? How dare how they? How dare they? He's like, they're trying to set up shop. They're trying to make a secret hidey hole in the forest, and I ain't going to let them. So he decides to track down Jed, get all gassed up with his cool sandbag and helmet, and go fuck with Glob and... Uh, and what, why can't I remember the Brute. Brute. I almost said strength, which is the ooh. same thing, but not the right synonym. I do like... Ooh, that's a nice game. That's a really good splash page. Yeah. I do like this, the final scene of this issue, because it once again illustrates that Morpheus isn't angry because, oh, they're treating this kid like shit and locking him up in the basement. He's angry at Brute and Glob because they're like... Disobeying him. Yeah, disobeying him. So like... He's super selfish. He's yeah. super duper selfish. Which isn't a bad thing, but I don't know. You you, you want to root from him for him, but you uh, don't. I think you went. Did I go the wrong way. No, no. What's uh, this? Yeah, you went backwards. Damn it. Twelve. There we go. And uh, so now you're set. This is what I meant by like it, it ties everything together well. So you've got Corinthian going to a convention. You've got Rose going off to find Jed. You've got the inside of Jed's dream will with uh, Sand, that Sandman and Bruton and uh, Glob. You've got actual Morpheus going off to find them, and it's it's all tied together. It never the first trade is very separated, yeah, very different issues, and then this it's one it, segmented. This one just puts it all together. Yeah, and, there's a lot better flow to it, and I really appreciate it. And I actually read reviews online about it, and that was another thing that they said as well. Um, yeah, I've they, heard about that too. Where like the first trade is much different than the subsequent trade this is one of those stories that neil gaiman at the time was a well-known writer but he wasn't the neil gaiman of today and he found his footing as he went because if i'm not mistaken this is one of the first comics he ever wrote yes yeah it's it's so which is really tricky because i wanted to get into writing comics really badly um but i guess it's a really weird median to write for because you tie the art to the words, you tie the words to the art, you have to work together with an artist, or if you pencil it yourself, you can't like overstep your bounds and over-explain something, but you also can't under-explain and over-illustrate, and it's a fucking mess. Yeah. So anyways, as Sandman goes on, he finds his footing and just gets better and better. All right, explain what's going on here. I gotta, I gotta use the boys' room, okay. but I don't feel like editing and messing out. So just explain what's happening. Okay, I'll explain what happened when you get back. It'll, it'll be my turn because I also have to pee. Ah, oh, there you go. Okay, so to the next issue, we finally confront the dream that Jed is having with uh, the Sandman that we mentioned is from the original Sandman. Uh, and we meet Lita, who is the wife of the Sandman, who we learn his name is Hector. And they live in this dream world where it doesn't say specifically how long it's been, but at the end of the issue, we'll learn that they've been in there for like two years. And it's her husband, Hector, herself, and she's pregnant. And, of course, young Jed, who comes every now and then whenever he's training. And, of course, Brute and Glob. I uh, introduced all the characters and their names, Hector and Lita. <laughs> what a what a deal. Oh, Lita. So, yeah, yeah Lita. let me explain this to them, and you won't get it spoiled. Go potty. Yeah. So, Lita is not Lita. Her name is, and I'm going to butcher this. Oh, I'm going to butcher it so bad. It's Hippolita or Hippolita? Hippolita? Um, she's an Amazon. And if you watch Wonder Woman, it's, I don't know if it's the same character, but there was a character also named that in that. 
she is a major DC character that I completely had no idea about. And it messed... Well, so I read a Wikipedia page about her just to... Because I knew the name was familiar and I spoiled it majorly. So, do not go on Wikipedia and look up her name. Do not get some sort of backdrop for this character. Just keep reading. Finish Sandman before you look up anything more about her besides if you read about her in other... Wait, so you said she's the Amazon? Yeah, she's an Amazon. Oh, I did so not know that. Don't don't read ahead. Don't ever read ahead for her. She's a superhero in the DC universe, and just let that just let that slide. It's it's not worth. Oh, I'm so upset at that freaking spoiler I got. But yeah, she's uh she's Greek mythology. She's the Amazonian queen who possessed a magical girdle that was given to her by her father Ares, the god of war. Oh. Um, and so, I can't pronounce her name either. It, it actually it'll. Oh my god, I'm bad with these. Like when they phonetically do it. Oh, uh. Yeah, that just looks like yeah, it's Hippolyte. Just yeah, it's not Hippolyte. I can I can promise you it's not Hippolyte. Oh, okay. But so you're in their dream world in this in this issue, or at least the opening of it, and you find out that she's pregnant and she's been pregnant forever. Yeah, so it's been like two or three years at this yeah, point. So what. And she's like. Should I be pregnant this long? Let's let's get their story out of the way really quick. So what it is is Sandman is a superhero from the past. Hippolyta was a superhero in their normal lives. He died. And after when he died, she was already pregnant with his son. Well, Brute and Glob, this all happened when they escaped and they just they found a way to right before he died, pull him into the dream world of this boy Jed and they offered her the opportunity to live with him. Like, you don't have to lose him. You can have more time with him. Come live here. And they get this wonderful castle in this unknown world, and they can live happily ever after. And it's worth mentioning that they tried this before with a different dude <laughs> yeah. that was still alive, and it drove him insane, and it didn't work. So we were like, oh, well, Let's try it with a dead guy. Yeah, let's get a ghost. So he died, and, and that's how it worked. Yeah, so she's been in the dream world with her husband for... It, what feels like she, she's been pregnant forever. She's like, I should have had my baby by now. It's been, what, like two years or three years or something like that. They've been in Jed's head. Yep. And uh, their whole thing... They, <laughs> Jed's head. Yeah, Jed's head. And Sam... What's the Sandman's name again? Uh, Hector. Hector is under the impression that he's, like, saving lives in this world. Like, he's out... I'm a friend of all the children. Yeah, I'm controlling dreams and helping helping these people get along. When in reality, it's one kid, and it's controlled by Brute and Glob, and he's just a pawn. Yep. And she's like, why aren't you ever around? My feet hurt, and I just want a grilled cheese. You know, bitches when they're pregnant. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so... Yeah, I, sure, yeah. I should put a disclaimer at the beginning of these shows, like, uh, the thought, views and ideas expressed throughout this do not reflect on the host and his guests or something like that. But anyways, it's all for comedy. Really poor comedy. So, really poor comedy. Just, if you don't want it, it won't Figure happen. it out. Figure, fucking figure it out. Fucking figure it out. So that's their whole... It's a really bad plan on Brute and Glob's like, end. It's just keep this going as long as we can and hope that we can ride this out forever. Like, what good is that? And when they know that Morpheus is coming for them, they're like, what should we do? Heaven? Nah. Yeah. Hell? Nah. Uh, go find some other schlub and make a new place and hide longer? Oh, okay, that that's sounds a, good. That's a great <laughs> idea, but they don't get the opportunity to. So, where are we in the story? I'm a little... Uh, oh, uh, we meet the, uh, the relatives of Jed and Rose that have custody of Jed, and they just 
kick the shit out of yeah, things. Yeah, and because and there's uh, people coming to do their whenever biannual yep. quarterly inspection of, hey, is he, how's he doing? Is he okay? Cool. That's all we wanted to know. Yep. Here's so, our 800, 800. Yeah, so we're like, we'll let you out the basement. You better, oh, you, oh boy, you better be good. And he uh, is basically thrown back down into the cellar. You can come up when they show up. Tell them how good we've been to you. Say anything else, and I'll beat your ragged. And then they lock the door to the, to of the. Uh, of course they do. Of yeah. course they gotta lock it down. Uh, anyways, so Brute and Glob, so clever of them. They tell Hector, "Okay, this bad evil monster is coming, and you gotta fight it. You gotta protect the dream world." And Hector's like, "You got it, boss. Of course oh. I'm gonna do this." Because in his head, he's doing the right thing. He's still a superhero. He's not dead. He's fulfilling his destiny because he's a fucking rube <laughs> and uh the biggest rube so he goes out into dream world to fight sandman and sandman shows up hector or brute and glob are hiding like little bitches because bitches get stitches and I, I don't remember this conversation so i'm gonna have to use your like between sandman and hector he's like you're a fool oh it's just like the typical like he's doing the I'm the good guy, and I'll fi- defeat you, you villain. He's, and Morpheus, like, you're an idiot. Oh I'm, yeah, no, I'm a, the actual masters of dreams. Just give up now, because he even I'm says something record. like, "Oh boy, they really did a number on you." Like, yeah. "Oh, they really got they suckered you into this good, didn't they?" Yeah. Wow. He, re- he realizes that Hector's not doing this of his own volition. Oh yeah, he, he knows that Hector is just like a ghost, and is like, "Oh, you dumb ghost! Why yeah. are you be doing dumb ghost things? Stop that!" So this next panel shows you. Hippolyta. Hip, hip, it shows you Lita in all her different forms. That's her costume. Oh. From when she was a DC superhero. That's her actual costume. Okay. Uh, in the fourth panel of her. And it shows her going around. And needless to say, she's wandering around, doing her thing, trying to find out where Hector is. And Hector's out getting killed by Sandman. <laughs> and, oh, uh, that rube. <laughs> he's such a nub. Uh, we'll get to this in a minute. Let's go past this and phase, finish Hector's thing. So... Uh, wow, that's actually a really big part of it, and I didn't know that. Yeah. So Sandman Morpheus kills Hector. Well, he doesn't kill him as much as ceases the prolonging of his existence. Like you have to go to the after, uh, the afterworld. Yeah. You've been dead for years. You need to go back to being dead. Yep. So poof, yeah. poof, you're gone. Because it's it's a dream, Hector. It's not a real Hector. Yeah. So I like to think that he didn't actually die. He just literally uh, vanquished him, <laughs> so to speak. And he goes and talks to. Hippolyta and says hey you had way more time with him than you should just be happy but also by the way it's my fucking son and I'm coming back for him (laughs) which is just the most power move of all time but it also kind of makes sense this boy has been like gestating which is a gross word Mm -hmm. for uh, someone being raised in the dream world for like three years now two, two years now something like that so by all intents and purposes Intensive purposes, as it's properly pronounced. I love when that... I love when those things go around. I hate... Uh, sidebar. Sidebar. So, grammar, right? Yep. As a writer, you probably have different uh, opinions on this than I do. The English language, language in general, vocabulary, and overall words change as time goes on to meet the needs of, well, whatever you need to get across. So... Every time these Facebook thing goes around where people get all like, you're, you're, they're, 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 learn the fucking difference and all this shit, I'm like, first off, you knew what I meant. Yeah. Second off, 90% of the time it's autocorrect. Yep. Third, 
You're a fucking idiot who's working at, like, Best Buy still. Go fuck yourself. You don't need to be... Like, are you doing anything with that apostrophe R-E that you really... It was, it, was it that big of a deal? It, it, I don't know. I get really upset about it because it's nitpicking just because you can make sure that other people know that you know more via Facebook. Like, yeah. if I wrote you a handwritten letter, like, let's say back in the... You know, back in the 80s, we were pen pals. Pen pals! And I was like... Oh, hey, Craig. Shit's going really cool around here. Just watching, you know, Breaking 2, Electric Boogaloo, and wearing my sweet pump kicks. Oh, how's it doing over there? Are you doing good? You know, I remember your dog this, and I put, like, Y-O-U-R. You wouldn't write me a letter back being like, oh, by the way, when you said it actually was Y-O-U apostrophe, you wouldn't do that. No. Like, it's literally only done so that in the comments people can see that you knew it was Y-O-U apostrophe. Yeah, I know grammar. Like, I, I, I'm i not really... It's, it scruffs not, my gruff, bro. I'm not bothered when someone, like, does, like, something that is grammatically incorrect as long as I get the... I get their intention. Yeah. If you ever, like... Well, of course you have. Uh, conversed with me over text or, like, Skype or whatever, you notice that... I'm not grammatically correct at all, and I, I'll use slang easily when I'm doing when I'm texting because that's just how like I think it. Like, I'll use gonna uh, garna. Yeah. Uh, well, there's a difference. But between... if you read like any of my writing, you know yes. that I can do grammatically perfectly well. He gr- ain't grammar. gonna do it. <laughs> he ain't gonna do <laughs> like, it. I, you don't. But there's a difference between writing a resume and talking to a friend. Yeah. Like I, I just. It scruffs my gruff, bro. It makes me very upset. If, if if you want me to proofread your resume, if you want me to proofread this email you have to send out to the company, like technical writing in a professional aspect of it, important. Yes. Technical writing in an entertainment, like you're giving out material for someone, important. Technical writing when you're talking to a, anyone in a just completely non-formal situation, you can go fuck yourself with yeah, your it's apostrophes. Like, it's as if like someone were to say... If you're just talking to someone and they're like, I'm going to go. And like, you're going to go. Or in English class in fourth grade, can I go to the bathroom? I don't know. Can you? I don't know. Let's see. Just pull down your pants and start pissing there. And like, I guess I can. You know what? I can, Mr. Decker. Go fuck yourself. I wasn't good enough for your reading level anyways. I wasn't. I got kicked to the bottom one. I didn't like to read, man. You're going to give me a wrinkle in time in fourth grade and expect me to. No, not interested. Okay, let me go outside and play kickball. You douche. Kickball's fun. So that's because the big, I'm really bad with with pluralizing. Like, I still do not fucking know when, when to use, like, if your name's Chris and I'm saying Chris's thing, do, is it Chris just apostrophe? Is it Chris apostrophe S? Is it, I don't know. I don't know. I fuck it up. And I have one friend who supposedly does know every time I'm texting him, he has to point out that I put the apostrophe S in the wrong spot or it didn't need it or whatever. I get so fu- I get uh, so flustered. If it's like singular like name like Chris, then you could do apostrophe or you can do apostrophe S. It really doesn't matter as long as you get the point across that it belongs to Chris. Exactly. The only thing the only time where it's like a stickler is if you have a plural of thing like I have all these birds. Uh, what belongs to those birds? Oh, the birds nest. So like birds apostrophe s to the s so you know it's the nest of multiple birds instead of just the nest of one bird this is making it worse man i'm so i'm I'm sorry i'm so english was my worst class and for good reason i suck i admit 
not an intelligent man. Way smarter than Jake. He can go screw. But <laughs> I'm not way smarter than Jake. But when I do win uh, the occasional argument, uh, oh, let's, you know what? Let's go with this. I need your, your opinion. This is not to start some, gr- I'm not scruffing your gruff, Jake. I'm not. But this has to be hashed out right quick. Lactose intolerance. We got into a big discussion about lactose intolerance. And he said everyone is lactose intolerant of some degree because if you take in too much lactose, even for the person who has the least, most tolerance to it, there still is a limit. There's an overdosing on lactose to where your body will freak out. So by those standards, everyone is lactose intolerant to some degree and you become more sensitive as time goes on. Now, I had a bunch of arguments to this, but the main one is, I looked it up, and if everyone is is something, it becomes the norm, and it no longer becomes that thing. So there's an actual term now that people use, lactose, um, uh, not resistant, lactose, uh, lactate, sorry, not lactose, lactate resilient where those people can handle a lot more lactose and the average person is just a person. Yeah. Either way, and I then mean, also, if every yeah, if everyone is one thing, then no one is that thing. If everything's great, then nothing's great. You've heard that before with random bullshit. Well, I can definitely talk about lactose intolerance, but we are uh, hour eight into the hour and eight minutes, so okay. let's... So anyway, let's just finish. Let me just, yeah. just get your thing. Is every single person on this planet lactose intolerance? Intolerant? No. Okay, thank you. That's it. Moving on. That's yeah. all I wanted. That's all I wanted. Jake has his own counter arguments. He can tell you sometime. This isn't a big thing, but... I, I actually just... read up on this topic before, so I, I know I know a bit about it. I'm not trying to... You know, you put the apostrophe after I'll, the I'll, S, okay? I'll, I'll put Jake in his place when <laughs> well, he gets here for Smash. This but. guy. Uh, anyways, oh, so we're at an hour and five. What time is it? 2.23. I actually wanted to play a few more games with you before this, so let's burn through and get to the end, because the end's the best part. Okay. So, yes. Uh, I mean, we might have to uh, skip over uh, the, the Hop chapter. Okay, so I'm just going to explain that really quick of why that's my favorite. It turns out, back in the, the ye old days of, of peasantry, there was a guy sitting in a bar who said, you guys just die because you want to die. Death, death isn't real because I don't want it to be real. I'm too good for death. I have too much going on. And death invites you dream to the real world and goes, Look at this get, guy. get a load of this fucking rube. You believe this guy? And de- and dream goes, huh, it's pretty uh, it's pretty uh, neat. What you going to do about it? <laughs> so dream goes over and talks to him. And he's like, so I hear, I hear you don't want to die. And he goes, yes. And he goes, okay. End of story. If you're not going to die, if that's true, meet me in this exact bar 100 years from today. And the guy goes, all right, buddy, I'll be here. Sure enough, 100 years later, they meet up, they have a discussion. Every day, or every 100 years on the same day, they meet in this one pub in England, and they have a pint, and they talk about, he asks the same question, do you want to keep living? And the guy always says yes. The guy goes from being nothing to the richest man controlling the entire slave trade, (laughs) back to Nothing. nothing, back to a normal guy. And all the while, he talks to William Shakespeare, and he's actually the inspiration of why William Shakespeare became such a great playwright, which is a pretty funny little tie-in they do. And I think Shakespeare comes back later. But anyways, um, at the very end of it, he they're in the 1800s, and he says, you know what? This time, instead of talking about me, why are you here? Morpheus goes, what the, what the fuck? What are you, bro? What are you saying, bro? What? You want to have a tilly? 
Tarps off, boys. Tarps. And he we're gonna get, Donnie Brook. Get, yeah, we're gonna have a Don. Well, they couldn't have a Donnie Brook. It'd just be a Tilly. Tilly's one v one. Donnie Brook is a oh, multiple person okay. fight. Yes, it's a okay. reference to a hockey player. Not the point. So he says, "I think you keep coming here because you wanted a friend. I think I'm living forever, and you also obviously live forever because you want to be a friend. I know nothing of you, and yet you keep coming to talk to me." Dream gets all up in a fucking tizzy, and he's like, oh, well, you you think you're cool. And he bolts out of there. So a year later, this 80s, like, Miami Vice-looking dude is sitting at a, at a table in the U.S. of A. now. And Morpheus shows up, and he goes, I thought you'd never show up. In the last panel, he says, well, you, they say you shouldn't keep a friend waiting. Mm. It was really nice. Mm. It's probably my favorite issue in this entire trade. I just really appreciated, like, the overall of it. So back to... But snap back to reality. Okay. Oh, there goes gravity. So, oh, there goes rabbit. He choked. He's so mad, but Mom's he won't. spaghetti. Yeah. <laughs> but I was born this, this way. Start. Okay, so Morpheus is just like, yeah, Sandman, you're nothing. You're a ghost. Go on to the afterworld. Hey, Lita. Uh, I'm sorry, but you know, I'm gonna have your. I'm gonna take your baby. I'm taking your baby. I'm gonna have your baby. <laughs> and uh, and during all this, like, there's a big explosion when he like defeats Brute and Glob. It kills uh, those assholes that. Oh right, right. So yes, he defeats uh, Sandman, kills him, goes, tells her, taking your baby. You had plenty of time with your husband. He's dead. That's awesome. Def- he tells Brute and Glob, you f- you little pieces of oh, shit. Yeah. You know what? You're not going back to Dream. You're done. So he kills you're going him. into the choky. Yeah, into the choky. It's like, oh, we're going to be punished for a while. Yeah, you're going to be punished for a while. And there's uh, like a brain, ex- a dream explosion that happens in real life, and it kills the douchebags that are keeping Jed in the basement. And then Jed's like, oh, well, I'm outie. And he takes it, he takes Lita back to the real world. Yep. Yay. Cool. And Jed. And uh, Jed is like, uh, oh, I'm getting out of here. Uh, let me, uh, let me. Uh, so he hitchhikes. Hitchhikes. And guess who picks him up? Oh, this cool-looking uh, homosexual fellow with glasses. I wonder what's underneath those glasses. I'm sure they're eyes and not two mouths. And it turns out it's Corinthian. Yeah. And the Corinthian's like, don't worry, boy, we'll have plenty of fun. Well, the fucking no funds to be had. The Corinthian ties him up and puts him in the goddamn trunk. Yep. Because he, because he's going to this convention and he doesn't want to, he doesn't want to interfere with his plans. Oh, the next issue is men of good fortune and that's hop story which i'm sure other stuff happens in it but it's yeah. not important because that is oh no the entire issue is entirely it's 100 that right 100 yeah, yeah. hop it's the only i i, I want to want to know if it comes back later because it's the only oh is, so he he dream granted immortality in 1389 death didn't give him immortality Death just gave Dream the permission to make him immortal oh. i don't remember where it says that i don't remember that but it makes sense but yeah, that's the only issue that doesn't somehow tie in with the arc of yeah. all this. But it's still a great issue. Yeah, yeah, it's my favorite. I, I do believe it's my favorite in this whole thing. So Rose and Gilbert show up at a hotel. Turns out it's the same hotel that's hosting the convention for the collectors. Yeah, the collectors. Which is a serial convention. Ha ha ha. <laughs> it's serial killers. Everyone is famous in some way. There's a guy who likes to play uh, with little kids and here, then murder here's, them. Yeah, here's the, the cover. Of, I mean, the, uh, the title page. It's so good. It's disgusting. It's yeah. the American flag, but the red lines are blood dripping down yeah. the faces of all of the killers. There's a guy who... Um, oh, I just love this picture of the Corinthian. He's a badass-looking yeah. dude. He looks like straight out of Preacher. Oh, yeah. Like like he would fit in the, the comic Preacher. But So it turns out that this convention's going on for all these, and Corinthian shows up. 
Now, there's a lot to talk about here, but really the important thing is she just, they tell her, they, they're supposed to leave the hotel by morning because of this convention, and the people running the hotel know what the convention is, so I get out of here. And, and they, like, in the beginning of this convention, they are straight up like, okay, there's so many of us here, so the rules are you can't go around collecting yes. while you're here, and when we all leave, you have to at least get 100 miles away from here before you collect anyone. Yes. And the hotel all knows this, so they tell them you got to be out of here. There's no vacancy at the hotel. But we need a place to sleep. So they stay there, and turns out, for one reason or another, it's because Jed's family's done. Yeah. And, and so, th- yeah, they learn about Jed. They learn from the police that, oh, your cousins were abusing your brother. They're dead. He's gone. It's a police crime now. We're going to need you to stay at this hotel until yeah. we're done with the investigation. So the hotel tells him, stay in your fucking room. Yeah. Don't leave the room. And guess what she does? Leaves the room. Uh, and when she leaves the room, the collector, I don't remember his name, the one who likes little girls... Uh, oh, Funland. Funland, yeah, is what he's saying, because it's a because fu- he's a Funland or whatever. Oh yeah, he, he and he gets super pissed when you don't call him Funland too. He's the worst. He's the creepiest I, one. He's fat. Him. He's huge. All the others are like, yeah, I kill these people. I kill these people, and they they, it's like an actual convention. They have panels like, yeah, I missed the religion panel, yeah. and there's one dude that was definitely like supposed to be um uh, uh Charles Manson. Yeah, yeah, Helter Skelter. Uh, the Corinthian then, becomes the guest of honor because the actual guest of honor... Yeah, the family man the family couldn't make man. it because he's old as fuck. Yeah, yeah. And uh, so when she goes out, she's like, I got to get out of this room just for a stretch. She runs into Funland, and Funland is like, you know what? Fuck the rules. We're going to have a good time. I and mean, earlier... He, yeah, he's talking to another serial killer, and he's like, how old do you think she is? Yeah. Oh, she's like 18. Oh, I think she's younger. Yeah. I'm like, oh, she's 21. But that's what he wants, man. Yeah. So, but earlier in the issue, Gilbert tells her, hey, if you ever get into an issue, read this, say this name aloud. And it's on a piece of paper and you don't see it, but you kind of know exactly what it is. Yep. So she's getting, uh, about to get raped by Funland. She reads the name aloud and dream comatoses Funland. Well, he doesn't comatose him in, but he puts him into a dream. He- oh, this is a good panel because, like, right here, he's covering. Uh, Gilbert's covering his face when Corinthian's in there because he recognizes Corinthian. And he's he like- knows exactly what. Cor- That's why he flees. Yep. Yeah, he leaves for like good. He's like, I'm out of here, dude. I can't be in the same place as Corinthian because what if Corinthian recognizes me? This guy kills people, so on and so forth. Oh, there's a sweet scene earlier where these uh, these these people are trying to jump Corinthian. And he bites the dude's fingers off with his eyes. Oh, yeah. Just, oh! Yeah, and, oh, so good. So anyways, uh, Dream shows up, takes care of uh, Funland, and then tells her he'll see her later, basically. And she reveals to Gilbert that she had to say the name, and Gilbert's like, oh, no. Oh, well, no. Well, at least you're safe, but we're going to have to deal with that later. Like, <laughs> we'll, we'll have to face the repercussions, sorry. That's the one thing I liked about uh, Gilbert or Fiddler's Green. He's aware that he shouldn't have left, and he is in no way trying to disobey Dream. He just was like, if Dream's not around, I'm, I would like to experience life. Yeah. I, I want to know what it's like to be human. He just wants to be human, yeah. Yeah, I, I really like Fiddler's Green. He's such a good character. He's a legit... Place. It's not like a... He's not really a plot device, but he's also not like a pivotal character. He's just a really like interesting fellow that you're like, I would read, I would read an, a separate issue just about him. Yeah. I would get a taste of just his story. So, as the convention goes on, 
It turns out it's pretty fucking messed up. And oh, yeah. they catch someone who's not actually a serial killer. He's a columnist or something, like yeah. a newspaper. He, he, he kind of, like, likes the whole idea of, like... He's pretty much, like, a rapist and a misogynist yeah. and all this. But they're like, yeah, you like all that stuff, but you're not really one of us. He's impersonating the boogeyman. Yeah. who actually died years ago, and the only reason he got caught was because the Corinthian yeah. knew the boogeyman and knew he died. So they take him out to pasture, and they all do fuck. They one of the people guts him, one of the people skins him alive, and the Corinthian takes his eyes. Yep. Oh yeah. One of them is the hunter serial killer, and the other is the doctor. Yep. The doctor's the one who guts him. The hunter's the one. Oh who Oh my god. Him. Oh, the Corinthian is just such a it's well terrifying. designed. Yeah. Like, like, but his aesthetics are just so well designed. He looks like. Have you ever read uh, Preacher? Uh, I have not. Oh, okay. Well, he's exactly like Judy from Preacher. You, I, I own those. You, you should very, you should definitely read them. They're incredible. Afterward, I'm a Sandman. You can read them. Yeah. Um, so they collect this dude all to no end, uh, and then they go back to the convention and. Yes, Corinthian's up doing his guest of honor speech. Yes, and guess who's sitting in the stands? Can you guess? Do you know who it is? Uh, Morpheus is Morpheus. Yeah, it's Morpheus. <laughs> oh, here like, we go. Yeah, he's like, "Hey, buddy, we're gonna have a quick discussion." And Corinthian's like, "Uh, no, we're not. I like it here, and you're gonna, I'm gonna kill you." Uh, and the Morpheus is like, "No, that's not gonna happen. And you failed. I created you as a nightmare, and your purpose was to go out and for people to see you and see their own monstrosity reflected back at them. Yep. As in like a teaching thing." But instead, you just, like, incited all... It's implied that all these people are serial killers because the last 80 years that he Morpheus has been trapped, Corinthian left the dreamland, and he's just infecting other people. Yes, he, like, they'll see that he killed someone and be like, oh, I want in on this. So, and it actually, so he does, he tells him all this, and then he kills him. Kind of, like, poofs him away. Because he he's his dream creation, so it just kind of, like... Oh yeah, you get the great uh, image of the of the teeth eyes, and they can talk. Yeah, each one, each eye hole and mouth have a, are all speaking in unison with each other. Like one says one part of the sentence, one says the other, and then so on and so forth. And uh, it's not like a permanent death. He's Morpheus. Like you failed for what I uh, needed you to do, so I'll have to recreate you into something better. Yeah. So it's it's more so of like a remolding. Yep. So he fucking kills him, and the convention ends, and every single one of these serial killers is like, huh, I feel like I don't, I feel lost. Like, they're all pointing out that they are not really sure what, why they were doing what they were doing. And Morpheus was like, yeah, I'm going to punish all you by giving you this feeling that, like, you now, like, look into yourselves, and you're like, it's oh, self-doubt. what am it's I? It's guilt, yeah, it's yeah. like, just complete reflection of, wow, I had fun with it, and now... It's like, you could totally relate. You ever been watching a real nasty porn, gotten off to it, and then the video was still playing, and you're like, wait, oh, what What was I, what? Yeah. That wasn't me. I mean, like, ooh. There's yeah, some stuff. I, I, know, I know that feeling. So I'm, I'm not into really weird stuff, but occasionally the video that you're watching will become weird, and you'll just let it ride. Mm-hmm. And then when you're done, you're like, wait, whoa. That was not, <laughs> that is not into, my viewing uh, experience just now is not indicative of the type of stuff I'm into as a normal person. So that's what he does to them. He makes them all post 
masturbatory thoughts. It's a word. Don't look it up. Don't don't look it up. Sure. Yeah, yeah, it's a word. And then he settles that. All those serial killers leave. Like, oh, man, we're fucked up. And then uh, Gilbert uh, is like, I found your brother. He was in the Corinthian trunk. Uh, he should probably go to the hospital. Yeah, we really need to take him. And they're like, but what are we going to do? Just let's get this kid some help. Yeah. And they do. They, they take him to the nearest place. They get help. And then now we're to the final issue. No, there's two more. Really? Yeah, we got it. But we can all just condense it into one. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We can definitely condense this into one because so, she does her vortex thing where she goes back home. Actually, this issue was incredible. Yeah, this was a great issue. Because it shows what these people are all... So on the surface, they're these weirdos. Inside, they're... Compl- like, Ken is the best example. Oh, I love Ken. He's over the top normal, but in his dreams, he's, like, sleeping with dirty prostitutes and, like, he wants cocaine like he wants to live a rough and tumble life not this dream life meanwhile barbie is like in a fantasy world (laughs) being barbie she like owns this mansion and all this stuff and uh i remember what was it um uh why can't i think of their names chantal and zelda are like scared but not like they just want to hold each other like they're both naked uh uh, which one speaks? Chantel? Chantel speaks. Chantel is the older one, and she's, like, having a dream about words and books, so she's, like, a really high-minded individual, while Zelda is a scared little girl that just is, is walking with a res- beast. rescued. Yeah. yeah, she's walking with a beast, like, making... Oh, no, that's Barbie right there. No, that's... Oh, is that Barbie? Yeah, that's Barbie. She's... Right, that's the fantasy world. Right, And, um... And Hal just is... A very lonely person. Yeah, Hulk is trying to find purpose in himself. Like, he's really lost. Um, which isn't a bad thing. And all of the... The panel splits them up without separating them to show you that what the Vortex does is pull all of these dreams together. And they all know that they're dreaming together that when they wake up, it kind of fucks with their head. They're like, wait. Yep. Wh- what was happening there? It's really kind of trippy the way it shows. And Morpheus shows up in her dreams and is basically like, you gotta stop this. You're pulling everyone together, but she can't. In in this dream world, she has no choice but to watch all of them partake in their uh, great desires, I guess would be what they're doing. Let's get past this. I don't really remember this. Oh, yeah, he whisks her away. She's, yeah. like, having a good time. She's, like, loving this. She's, I'm flying! Uh, I don't know. I don't see nothing wrong with what I'm doing. And then he sends Matthew to go find Gilbert, who's looking over Jed. And that'll bring us to... And Gilbert recognizes... Who does Gilbert recognize? Fiddler's Green. Oh, yeah. He's like, oh, my God, you're here? Well, you know you gotta come with me. You mean Matthew recognizes. Yeah. That, oh, what did he I say? He said Gilbert. I was like... Oh. He recognizes himself. Oh, yes. Matthew, the crow, yeah. recognizes... Oh, Fiddler's Green. Good, you're here. Come yep. with me. Yeah, I need you. And then the next issue takes place entirely in the dream world. Yep. And it starts off with him, Morpheus, going you know what, this isn't going to work out, you can't do this, I have to destroy you and get the dream world back to what it needs to be. Yeah, it's like, it's nothing personal, but a vortex will just destroy everything, and so I have to kill the person that's the vortex. Yeah. It's my job. He actually says that. He's like, you know, she's like, how could you do this? And he's like, well, I don't want to do this, but unfortunately it's my only option. This has happened before. I've killed a bunch of people. It's just the way it goes. Yeah, it's just my obligation. And Gilbert shows up, and she's like, come on, Gilbert, you got to stop this. And Gilbert's like... No, I can't. That's the way the cookie crumbles around here, baby cakes. Well, at first he's like, "Kill me instead," and Morpheus like, "You know that's not how it works." He's like, "Oh, fiddlers, you're back. What are you doing here?" And he and this is where Fiddler explains, "I just wanted to live a normal life. 
I just wanted to see what it was like to be a human, and it's wonderful, and I don't want to go back, but I'm not one of these other fools. I'll go back. Yeah. And he just poofs. Oh, he even tells her, you have the option to become a dream. Come visit me sometime. Come come by and walk through my fields and stuff like that. And Morpheus, being, like, generally a decent dude, is like, okay, you weren't fucking around, like, brute and glob, so I don't have to punish you, and you weren't destroying everything like Corinthians, so I don't have to kill you. You could just go back to being what you were before. Yeah. Just don't do it again. Just, yeah, cut it out. Slap on the wrist. Yeah, and then they end up in Fiddler's Green. They're yep. in a luscious forest now. And this is just all exposition, you know? Make uh, the world go round. This is the important part, though. Yes, we get to the point where uh, before he can kill Rose, uh, Unity, uh, Rose's grandmother, dies in, um, in real life. She comes into the dream as younger, and she's like, Morpheus, you don't have to kill her. Uh, here, just let me get that. No, he says you, she says you have to reach into yourself. Remember, yeah. remember the gem I gave you? Yeah. Reach into your heart, pull it out, and give it to me. And this is where she explains, I was the original Vortex. I just couldn't be because such and such. You know, Morpheus was away. Yep. Um, I couldn't be the Vortex, so I passed it down to you. Give it back to me and I will take your place. And then she dies in real life because she's dying yes. but not dead yet. Yes, she's on her way out and she's sleeping. She even tells her, uh, she even tells um, uh, the mother, um, what was her name, M? Miranda. Miranda, he even, she even tells her, I'm just going to go to sleep for a while. Just stay here and let me sleep. So she goes to sleep, dream world, takes her heart. The heart ends up being the gem, and he Morpheus is like, yeah. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> you know, Bam. Yeah, it counts. So he kills her and uh, allows Miranda to go back to her normal life. And when Rose. Miranda wakes, or Rose, sorry, and when Rose wakes up, she's not even 100% sure of what she yeah, just she experienced. Yeah, she's like, oh, wow, that was a weird-ass dream. Yeah, but she knows it's real at the same time, because this is like the fifth time she's seen Morpheus. Yep. So it's always just kind of lurking in the background. She's still living at the hotel. She decides to cut her hair, and she spends, like, the rest of the next few years as a recluse. She just stays in her room. Oh, and and I do love how, once again, he refers back to earlier issues. Rose was a friend of um, the uh, lesbian girl that died in the diner Yeah, to Dr. Destiny. Yep, the one who beat her girlfriend but yeah. felt really bad about it. Yeah, she ends up being her best friend, and she's kind of, like, depressed that she died. So she just stays up into her room, and at the end of it, she comes down, and Miranda and Jed are like, oh, it's so great to see you finally. Like, what are you doing? What are you going to do? Are you, I, and we know Jed recovers, so that's good. Yeah, he goes He goes to have a normal life, or at least as normal as he can. And she just points out, like, I, I've got to go do something. I have, to, I have to leave and explore, get my head right. I've been overthinking this dream thing. Yay. And then... Morpheus goes and confronts Desire, and he gets right up in her business. He's like, I know you fucking had something to do with this. This yep. doesn't just happen like this. This isn't the way it goes. And she's like, oh, I don't know. <laughs> she's very, like, I like to picture her, like, if, 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 if an actor or actress played her, I picture her as Angelina Jolie. Because, mm. like, all of Angelina Jolie's characters are super strong, super sexy, but also super terrifying. Like in, uh... Beowulf? That's exactly where I was going with it. She's... A perfect, not villain, but definitely don't get on her bad side sort yeah. of character. So anyway, she's like, oh, maybe I did, maybe I didn't. I don't know. Uh, that's really a, a, what, such a pity, this situation you've gotten into, Morpheus. 
And that's when he pulls out the big guns. Yep. You do this again. I'm older than you. I'm stronger than you. And my allies are our stronger siblings, and you don't want to, like, fuck with death or whatever. I will fucking wreck your face. You have despair. I have everyone else. And then it's also revealed that, oh, who was it that raped uh, Unity Kincaid when she was asleep? It was Desire. It was Desire. Who did it? And uh, uh, Rose and Jed and Miranda are all uh, kin to the Endless, and that's how the Vortex came to be. Because they can all experience it in some way, but they're still human. They're not... And that also explains how, like, Brute and Glob were easily able to, like, create this separate dream world from Jed. That's true. I didn't think about that. Yep. They're so much deeper than I ever give this stuff credit for. And then he's like, yeah, I'll fuck your shit up. And Desire's, like, legitimately afraid. But because she's Desire, she's, like, the next day, she's like, yeah. oh, I'm bad. I'm yeah, just, I'm literally just... the minute he yeah. leaves, she's like, well, I guess I still have to be me. <laughs> and just forgets about it. Yeah, I'll, I'll figure out a way. What was the very last line? Uh, the, uh, let's see. The only inhabitant of the Twilight Realm of Desire, and it feels nothing like a doll. Nothing like a doll at all. So, I don't really understand what that means. I thought that was going to be more insightful. Uh, I done see. fucked. Uh, let's see. Like, her insights for Desire is a creature of the moment, and Desire walks the endless pathways of the... It's basically her just saying, like, uh, I did this because I'm me. Like, I, I didn't do this... To get at him, I didn't do this for this, but you also can't strong arm me into, and, into anything. And then uh, Morpheus makes a point about how like the humans aren't their toys; we are their, we are oh, the humans' toys. So this is important to the story going on because like we exist solely because life exists to serve them. Yeah, yep. and if they were to be gone, we were we would cease then, yeah we'd cease to exist, and thus. It's this idea of we're their playthings and we're in their dollhouse. Yeah. And that's like the metaphorical concept of the dollhouse for this art. And Desire, who I have a feeling is going to come back a lot. Yeah, is I have like, a feeling too. No, I'm not a part of your little game. No one owns me. I own everything around Or maybe me. we are. <laughs> but Desire's a creature of a moment and she just forgets and like, nope, I'm back to normal. Georgia. <laughs> and that is the end of Georgia. Trade, trade 2. Yeah. It's trade two was way, way better than trade one. Oh yeah, this not was, to say trade one's bad. But. Yeah, yeah. It, trade one was there to like build yeah. the character. Still holds my favorite issue so far, though. Oh, which one is the, that? The coffee house tra- issue. Oh yeah, with Doctor Destiny. Still my favorite that one issue. Is, issue. That was a very. I'm good hoping issue. to get. I, it's the one-offs that I like because in this episode, this our episode, this trade, my favorite issue was the Hob story. I, I really like those one-offs because they, they give you a little bit, they give you a breather, but they also give you context to the whole story. I like the issues that explore like darker themes. Like for volume one, it was definitely the, the diner one. So good. And for volume two, I really liked the collectors. That was just that was nuts. That yeah. that made me feel like I really want you to read Preacher because that that issue felt straight out of Preacher. It's a very kind of like messed up but for good character development it's not fucked up just to be like oh he shoved a wooden a rough wooden dildo up his ass just so they'd get splinters and die of infection it's not like disgustingly gross it's like introspective as to why these characters came this way yeah i appreciate that about neil gaiman's writing as opposed to just being like the saw movies is a good example of just like look at how fucking weird we can be whereas and this, even though t- Hostel is called torture porn, it's a way better story and way better dive into these characters than Saw will ever be for me. 
Yeah, I think... Or, was... or have you seen a Siberian film? No. Have you heard of it? I've heard of it. It is a legit snuff film. It exists for the sole purpose of being like, ugh. I, mean, I don't think it's like a legit snuff film because a real snuff film is just someone actually dying on it's screen. It's a legit snuff film, bro. Wait, they actually like killed people? No, but they were accused of it and like oh. banned in countries and stuff because they couldn't prove that it wasn't. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> okay, that's so, actually. But it, it, I think, I think it's not a real snuff film. But you, I would believe it if it was. Mm. Movie's fucked up. Yeah, I've heard, I've heard, I've heard things. So that movie is fucked up just to be. Whereas yeah. there's other movies that do a good job of being important. So, yeah, that wraps up Sandman 2. Sandman 2. Electric Boogaloo. Electric Boogaloo. Oh, and it's worth noting that for the next multiple every podcast I ever do, I will be referencing a show over and over again, which is where we got this from. So if we're making stupid statements that you don't understand, go on Hulu, check out Letterkenny. That is where everything comes from. Yeah, figure it out. Yeah, fucking figure it out. (laughs) Pitter-patter. Fucking figure it out. Uh, you're 10-ply, bud. Uh, so that is where all of that comes from, just so people are in the loop. Also, watch it. It's a hilarious show. So good. And then only two seasons are on Hulu. You can find the rest online. Yep. Otherwise, this has been Sandmen of the Machine. I'm Kevin. I'm Craig. Thanks for listening. <laughs>